Live, and we're talking about Samuel. But yeah. before we talk about Samuel, William, you want to have some? Would you like to uh, add a uh, topical well, intrusion into this timeless, evergreen uh, series of episodes? I am. Uh, now then, you know that this, for me at least, these Bible episodes are always in the context of how nobody in the church they don't pay any attention to most of this stuff yes in fact they try almost as if to like steer steer you away from it kind of yeah it's gold washed yeah gold washed Uh, yeah so in the local press at the moment there's a, a the big controversy is the big story if you will that everybody's talking about is there's a planning application in for a solar farm, solar electricity generation generation thing. So it's basically paving over a load of, of prime farm. Gotcha, land gotcha, gotcha. Is it necessarily black. paved? Because I've seen them here it's where not, they're on grass. No, it's not paved, but it's, it amounts the same thing. It keeps the sunshine from hitting the ground. Right. I think paving would be worse, though, probably. Because yeah. it would make it render it future. Well, my, my my take on it is, if you're going to cover a field with solar panels so that the light can't get to the field, you you really ought to put houses houses between the solar panels and the field, right? Or but put anyway. or put if you're going to put solar panels, you just put them on the building roofs. Exactly, there's plenty of roofs that don't have solar panels on them yet. It's ridiculous to be doing Honestly. this. Honestly, and then you could get like a subsidy to your fucking mortgage for it. Yeah, well, but they, that would imply that they wanted to like change, like help people. If like yeah. helping people or making life better they, oh, was their help. fucking objective, then they would just do that kind they of do. deal with incentives. Yeah, you know they do have those subsidies where you get cheaper electricity if you have solar panels on your roof, but you have to be a landowner. Every right, single right, right. green initiative is aimed at benefiting landowners. Viz, this one. It's a thousand acres, oh, eleven hundred acres. It might even be eleven hundred hectare. It's a massive project, right? That they want to build. Mm-hmm. The people who live out there don't like it. They don't like it. Go figure. Right? Okay. So the local press is full of people not liking it. Okay. So here, one letter in support of this project. All right. I'll read it to you. Yeah. Dear editor. As a countryside lover, I'm going to say fan. As a countryside enjoyer. Fan, no, it, no, it's not, not an enjoyer. He's, he's an average yeah. fan. Yeah. As an average countryside fan, I have a lot of sympathy <laughs> with Stuart Anderson. Who's, I'm assuming, a is a person who... Okay, previous a previous writer. correspondent, yeah. Right. But beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Is it possible for him when slash if the time comes to look at the glittering solar panels and see not a sea of glass etc but an entity which is making a substantial contribution to saving the planet including the green fields we love after all source can i can i can i can i have nice argument writer but can i get a source on that (laughs) <laughs> source yeah. i made it up i suppose is yeah. the fucking <laughs> yeah you could, we're coming to this after all most of us in beep town have out of our window a view of houses across the road not all that inspiring 
P.S. Love the Captured by You page. Signed by Reverend George Greenhuff. That's the church apologising for the crown. The, the yeah. flipping... Unreal. I, I, I think... You have to be a Church of England pastor to come up with such a shit take. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yes, I think it's needless to say, but cringe. Yes. <laughs> so I think it is relevant because that is the state of the Church of England, baby. That yeah. right there. You couldn't put it any better. All they do is watch TV. That's how they write their sermons is they watch the TV news. Mm-hmm. Well, they're boomers, sort of, dude. They identify what They're literally what, baby boomers, dude. <laughs> they literally identify what the items in the news that people are worried about, and then they stand up on Sunday and give a 20-minute talk about how, well, it's all God's will and we should just pray for this, that, and the other, and it's all for the best, and scientists are wonderful, really. Wow, just do that is told. so gay. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so tonight we are back at the Bible stuff. Again, I say this every time we uh, do one, but if you haven't uh, listened to them up till now, might be a good time for you to catch up because we are yeah. in the meat of it now. It's not exactly at a uh, – It's no, we're not exactly near the beginning. So we're in a part where you may have not read. Um, but uh, – yeah, so we're talking about Samuel, and um, there's a number of things I want to focus on. Firstly, I want to, like, here's the thing. I've been, like, throughout this, um, the last few episodes we've done of this, I've been speaking, uh, sort of bouncing ideas off with someone who, I'll just call them a colleague, um, and uh, this person is a uh, d- devout Catholic, um, right. so... Um, you, you know, I would say that we in any in all senses of the word have an unorthodox take on the Bible, on the Old Testament, at least. Right. Um, and uh, because I'm coming at it, first of all, not only as someone who was uh, not, not only someone who has a pretty distinct um ideology pseudo theolog you know like sort of i have like a pretty i would say a pretty you not unique but like a pretty distinct view on pol- how politics and religion interacts i would say um and then yeah, also like there's a belief a belief that certain things are yeah like unchangeable they are what they are yeah and not just that but like also like i consider myself i wouldn't say i call myself not non not religious no and at any rate um, i think we're i think we're i know it's cringe but i think we're probably deist it's something gay like that yeah yeah (laughs) um but i don't want to be deist no me neither um but uh what's it called though no but but in the same breath in the same breath also i'm coming from it from a someone raised secular like completely secular yeah like like i know you were raised church of england so it may as well have been secular essentially yeah but i literally was secular yeah so i'm approaching this as with with first of all fresh eyes and second of all critical eyes because you know uh, we are talking about a uh, specifically in the Old Testament. We're talking about a group of people who still exists and still has a big role in world events. We'll just say. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> um. Anyway, 
Uh, so they one had of the, the things tables turned over, but they've picked them back up a few times over. Yeah, straightened them out. Yeah. Um, but uh, so anyway, I was spe- I'm speaking with this person of my colleague who uh, is a uh, a Catholic, and his uh, view on the Old Testament is just. This is the thing about Catholics. They all believe the same thing because it's the Catholic Church. (laughs) Right. Um, By and large, you know what I mean? There's the church teaching. So if you're correctly being a Catholic, you're going along with what the church says. And, uh, you know, they have the pretty standard, like, this is the God. This God is the God of the Father of the Trinity. You know what I mean? So therefore, the stuff that is in this Old Testament is applicable to... um, to our New Testament. And of course, there are like when we get to the New Testament, we're going to see frequent references to these older parts in the Bible. But sure. um, to me, I find them so um, in- unreconcilable <laughs> with one another. Yeah. It, it really, really, it's hard for me to wrap my mind on talking to someone who is super smart and fucking knows his stuff but well, also you can put it you can yeah. put it into like boomercon language if there's any i mean i'm sure there's, oh no i'm doing i'm doing pretty yeah. good i think yeah you can put it into <laughs> into you could translate into boomercon language by saying you know the american revolution was based on english constitutional law it was it was this kind the, right. the technical yeah, yeah. grounds for it were based in the English Constitution having been breached. That is a good way of putting it. I hadn't it thought of that. Developed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That's a good analogy, actually. Yeah, um, especially occasionally with happens. what I was going to say. What, what, what? Especially with the you know the character of the British. By the way, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's an apt analogy. Um, yeah. But uh, anyway, so. Let's just say jump back to where we were and we'll we'll sort of branch into my like meta critiques as we go through. So um, we sort of st- we started off last time uh, talking about King what who would become King David. He was just David where we left yeah. off. But I want to rewind a Dave. little bit. Dave, um, I want to <laughs> rewind a little bit here because um, we kind of like glazed over Saul a little bit. Uh-huh. And Saul is like really in my in this so we second recall Saul. Sure. Um, and uh, I, I think I think he's an important character uh, for a number of reasons. First of all, like the whole because when Samuel is broken up into two books in most Bibles, but it's really one story. Um, and the yeah. reason they broke it up initially is because the length of the scrolls physically couldn't. <laughs> hold that much story in them so um but if you look at it all as one story it has like an amazing symmetry uh where like there's this rise and fall of first saul you meet saul he's doing awesome and then it's pretty quick but he fucking plummets down and ends up dying and in the in the yeah it starts off that the the israelites want a king Right. This is after and, the period of judges, which sucked. We, yeah. As you recall, we had a whole episode on it. It was pretty awful. Samuel um, doesn't want him to have a king. Yeah, Samuel has is now now the he's the first guy who talks to Samuel's a guy who talks to God. He talks to the big man. Like yeah. <laughs> he's in a he's a big deal, and he's like thinking, oh well, this is all I need to do is fucking I'll be the like not the king, but I'll rule over the Jews kind of. But the yeah. the people don't want it. They want a king. I mean, I'm going to be honest here, right? 
a lot of these, I, what are the chances that of all the profits, none of them were faking it? I'm going to say most of them were. <laughs> yeah, that's this is my point. This yeah. is how I, I feel about it, bringing my sort of prejudices to it. Right, right, right. It's a nine nine out of ten. If you can, if it's widely acknowledged, you can be a prophet. Bad guys are going to say they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also, not just that, but like, if you look at this with a severely critical eye, this entire story, you can yeah. really cynically describe it as like a series of fucking political slash, you know, civil wars that took place, and it made yes, into this is- big epic story. <laughs> where gods and yeah. I know yeah. it is what it is, yeah. but but it's so funny too because like I'll be like talking to the Chris, the Catholic guy and he's just like, but yeah, this is where Jesus comes from, like specifically because there's this yeah. all this onus put on the fact that David is the line of Christ. Yes, and it's like I guess. <laughs> um, but here's but the I, thing. I mean, we were we were talking about this and like my my take on that is sure, but like. Who cares who his maternal great 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 grandfather was? Yeah, his dad was God. Yes, his daddy was was the big man. Right, exactly. Um, yeah. And not just that, but also like when we take it to account, we talked about this a little bit last time. But the Deuteronomistic history. So right. these books were written at a time period when um, the the Jews were in. They were in decline, another period of decline, actually. And this is like these four books, the, the starting with Joshua, Judges, now Samuel, and then the next one, they're kind of a fucking gold washing in their own right as to what really happened. Right. Um, sure. This is a 700 BC, 700 BC gold washing. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason why they put so much emphasis on the line of David in this history, the Deuteronomistic, Deuteronomistic history, um, is because the king that they had in charge at the time, his claim was that he was the king from the line of David. So they wanted to sort right. of secure the like theological basis for why this guy should rule their ethnostate. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, the whole thing of this, it, on my second go through it, I kind of, I did get it. And it is, I do find that for this book in particular, I need to have some guidance as to what it's about before I can understand it. Because a lot happens. It's, it's it, like a pretty quick moving a, thing. A lot happens. And because there's no, and this is something we should have talked about on last week's show, but we didn't. But like we all... Uh, Western thinkers. Yeah, we're Western thinkers. We, we tend to understand things by some kind of thread of an idea or a principle or something that runs through it. And there's no principles. There's no kind of moral message to this at yeah, all. Totally agree. There's no, it has no morality in it. it is, it's, it's just legalese. It's just, it's just legal precedent piled on legal precedent. I, no, but it's not even like a court justified according to a legal principle. It's just this is what happened. Right. Deal with it. Um, it's funny, too, because I am I actually brought the book up, but I'm reading You Gentiles, this book uh, by this Jewish guy in the 1920s. And his the whole book is, a, and by the way, it's put out by um, Anil Hope Hill, the uh, publisher that published our last week's guest. Um, right. But uh, 
anyway, so it's a reprint, though, of this guy from the 1920s. And it's basically like it's from the perspective of a Jewish guy who explains what his view of what the difference between white Gentiles, meaning any yeah. non-Jew, not just white people, but kind of pointedly white people. But regardless um, and Jews and his and his thing is part of a big part of it um, is like. Ugh, I'm like so disgusted at like the Gentile instinct to have like high minded ideals and like yeah. uh, and like, you know, a, a sense of fair play. Ugh, disgusting. We play to win. <laughs> Yeah. Basically is like, and it's like I'm quoting it. I'm paraphrasing it, but regardless, it's in here. Check out the book. I actually recommend it. I'm only, I'm like almost halfway through. It's not a long read either, by the way. I, I'm really kind of dragging my feet to be frank, but um, <laughs> um, but yet you're so right. Is that like this is completely it's devo It's what it is. Is this is a document, and this is by the way. I jump back to this all the time, but that R. Crumb. That R. Crumb yeah. introduction to uh, to the Genesis uh, comic book, um, he's like, this story is the document of political power that says that these are the chosen people. And that's how they yeah. view it, for better or for worse, you know? They yeah. like, and, and also that's how the characters view it, by the way. So that's why yeah. they act this way. I mean, they're not characters. Yeah. They're semi-historical figures. Yeah, sure. Um, and so I have no, every reason to believe this is why they act this way. And yeah, it is very cold calculating. Um, and it's very much like, um, like it, they play to win. Like that's I mean, what it, if there is a principle in Samuel, especially Samuel two, right. it's that you don't kill a king. True. <laughs> Which is, again is another, that's what, <sighs> That's something that's kind of bled over into Christian teaching. Uh, that's as true. I understand I mean, it. Jesus was uh, a member, and Paul Paul was into all that stuff. Yeah, true. I think he was a so, member too. Like I'm not. I've got, I've got serious reservations about. It. I mean, I'm not pro killing kings. Per no, se, obviously. But like yeah. the, respecting governments. Oh like, well. Yeah. Um, What's it called? Uh, the fucking sit well with me. Uh, the John Locke quote that's on the fucking pine tree flag. Um, an appeal to heaven is yeah. your, uh, you know, it's your right of fucking killing the king and being free under God. <laughs> you know. Yeah. That's. I mean, just saying. I kind. I mean, like, I'm not a huge John Locke guy, but I mean, that's pretty based. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, because I, I I've got a very passing acquaintance who's a really devout Christian and her angle on it is uh, oh no you just have to obey the you know God puts the rules over you and all that but like you know, how do you reconcile that with compulsory homosexuality compulsory abortion yeah but what, like you, you're basically abrogating any everything else to, it's just I mean, the plan dude yeah there's no point in ha you know it, for I'm not saying from a, a Jewish point of view, but from a Christian point of view, right. there's no point in having the Gospels at all if it all comes down to, no, you've just got to obey the government because yeah. that's that's what it was before. Yeah, J Jesus was a rebel. Yeah, exactly. At least something of a rebel, you know? Otherwise, you wouldn't have killed him, I don't think. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's kind of the whole point of his arc, right? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I just... Uh, 
Here's the other I, thing I that I really, that. I really like I say we're only this far through the Bible, so I don't really know what I'm talking about. Yeah, but, it, you know, learn is, with these us. These are my thoughts right now. Learn, learn yeah. with us, you know. But um, here's the other thing I really took, and we'll get into the the nuts and bolts of it, of course, in a minute. But here's my other thing that I really took from it. You said don't kill a king. Totally agree with that. Great point. Uh, the other thing is that the best king is the king that holds the tribe, like. And their obedience to God, which is mm -hmm. their ethic, their ethic is yeah. that is what just makes obedience. a good king. Yeah. What, the, here's the other thing. So we're going to, uh, you know, we'll talk about it. So let's just dive in because, okay, so Samuel, we mentioned that um, Samuel, uh, sorry, Samuel is the prophet. He anoints fucking Saul. He's the first mm -hmm. king and he's a badass warrior, even though, he, by the way, he, the whole time he, I mentioned before, his name is Saul. That means Shaul. That means to question, to doubt. So at every mm -hmm. time, at every point in his story, he's like, am I the guy? Should I am I doing the right thing? That's his that's his character yeah. in a nutshell. And you really get that vibe when you read the book. Um and so he first he's kicking ass. He's fucking killing Philistines, taking foreskins unironically. <laughs> yeah. Um he uh and but then he starts overplaying his hand. He the being the king kind of goes to his head a little bit and he starts acting the fool. But really, it here's the thing. He is, starts trying to be merciful or, or that's like part rational. Of, oh yeah. He starts getting principles. Some something of that way. Yeah, cuz first yeah. of all, he lets a, an enemy king live. Yeah, because he's and like kill ah. all the oxen and sheep. Yeah, because he's like because he's like ah, this would be good for the fucking tribe. I mean, yeah. But God said, "Oh no, you better you better sacrifice every single thing, otherwise you're going to be in trouble." Yeah, well, Mister. Saul, Saul says God says that. Yeah, <laughs> maybe Samuel. I mean, uh, Samuel, Samuel says. says God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. also he made this is his other his other big crime was he makes a false prediction. Basically, he's like. No one's going to eat any food until the sun's down uh, after we fucking yeah. conquer this entire city. And his son doesn't hear him and dips his stick into a honeycomb yeah. and goes just to taste Yum. it. Yeah. And yeah. It actually, wait, his eyes. He actually it, it wasn't just just to taste it because his eyes like lit up. <laughs> with like uh there's something to that i think there maybe there's some sort of hermeneutics we could look into where that's like some sort of uh you know uh well he maybe that's fucking, royal jelly in the, in the maybe back that's, of the sunday papers <laughs> well i was just gonna say like maybe uh joe rogan should be asking uh, jonathan if he's ever tried uh, yeah. dmt is what i'm saying his <laughs> eyes lit up as if he was illuminated or some shit i believe it's crazy <laughs> say jonathan have you ever uh taken dmt Actually, <laughs> Joe, I have. <laughs> um, anyway, so but then so Saul is like is like, oh, fuck, I don't want to, like, kill my son. This sucks. I love my son. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. a human being would do. <laughs> um, he draws. And so he said he's going to kill anybody who eats that day yeah until the sun goes down right and then every, like jonathan's supposed to be this really popular guy but everybody snitches on him for doing that yeah uh, and no, they and, do snitch uh, on him too they wouldn't have known if he he wasn't gonna say anything yeah they snitch on him and and he and so then it comes to this thing where Saul doesn't want to kill him so he says okay we'll draw lots right uh, uh it'll either be you die or i'll die and uh Jonathan draws the short straw. Uh, but then, having snitched on him, the people say, oh, no, we don't want to kill Jonathan. We like him. Yeah. 
So, like, why not just not snitch on you in the first place? I, I don't, well, they were trying to get a better a, deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but then, but then, so, so Saul, like, and then Samuel comes to him and is like, bro, like, you fucked up. You can't be king anymore. God's pissed. Um, yeah. And then, and Saul, for, for, to his credit, is like, I'm so sorry. Please like please let god have mercy on me i will turn to god to let's turn to god together right now and beg him to fucking beg him to fucking forgive me um and samuel's yeah. like nope i've already changed my mind basically <laughs> yeah but uh, this whole part of it smacks of being retconned as well because if god doesn't want because then he carries on being king for a long time after for a that. long so, time yeah so that doesn't make sense it isn't actually until he's dead that they're not king, that he's not king anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So, and yet, this this is where, the, this is just another example of there being absolutely no principle to it. And it does, that whole way that narrative is constructed is like that it's been basically crafted after he's been killed. Right. So that they, so that they can... Instead of his sons, because his sons, apart from Jonathan, who was a, apparently a good egg, mm -hmm. all the rest of them were a bunch of scumbags. Yeah, uh, and so I mean, also it's worth mentioning that like almost every character in this is a scumbag. Yeah, so it's basically retconning <laughs> of how come David became king instead of one of Jonathan. Instead of dude, one dude, of dude, get this. Sons. So I'm talking, to, I'm talking to my friend who's Catholic about this, and I'm like, I'm like thinking to myself, like, you know. And this is also me already having seen like what David gets up to when he's king, by the way. Um, yeah. And I'm like, you know, Saul was kind of like a better king in a lot of ways. Like he didn't yeah. like murder and rape people and like or any of the yeah. the main people, you know, the, his team. And like, you know, he like actually had mercy on people. And um, and he's like, oh, but yeah, but David, you know, begged for forgiveness. And I'm like. I'm pretty sure Saul begged for forgiveness too. And he's like, Oh, did he? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Here's the, here's the part where it says that. And he's like, Oh yeah. But, but you know, but David had more humility. David had more humility. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm like, ah. I mean, like, what do you mean by that? But I know what it is. It's just, Oh, that's, that's Jesus's grandpa. I can't talk shit on him. Right. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. what it is. And it's okay. I don't have a problem with you. If you're Catholic, I like, listen, it's part of your church. I'm not going to fucking shit dog it. I'm just call some like Sicism. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, like, I think that yeah, it's, it's kind of deliberate that in the discourse, you're allowed to be kind of a, take the church line or just swallow somebody else's analysis of it. Or you're allowed to say, this is all just oh, it's a big sky man bullshit. I, right, I'm right. too bra I'm too brainy. I fucking love science. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. allowed to do either of those, but you're not allowed to actually look at it in good faith. Yeah, in an open mind, and just be like, hmm, uh, I have my own unique interpretation of these events. <laughs> oh crap! Did it? Uh, are we? Dude, I'm losing your sound here. Okay, can you hear me I'm now? I'm losing your sound. Are you good? Have you got me all right? Yes. Yeah, you just keep breaking up. Am I good now? Yeah. Okay. Well, I barely lost you, and I was just saying, um, it, it, you know, I. How about I just come to my own unique, you know, conclusions? Perhaps, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think we're. I don't think we're not particularly like. 
clever or religious or whatever. That's not what we're trying to do, is it? We're just trying to look at it at face value and see what it, is, what yeah. it actually says. Sure. Um, anyway, though, so uh, where were we? Oh, yeah, so Saul is now, he's he's still he's still clinging on to his, you know, he is the king. But uh, yeah. Samuel goes, find, we mentioned this before, he found, finds David, his David's father, Jesse, actually tries to hide him. He doesn't want him to become, or he doesn't want, not that he doesn't want him, he doesn't think he has what it takes to become um, yeah. uh, king. But by the way, it's also worth mentioning that he's described as ruddy, which means like he's probably redheaded. Yeah, maybe, yeah. So he's a ginger. It means like rosy cheeked. <laughs> that too, but also I kind of take, yeah. they're kind of like hand in hand when you say. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying it wasn't ginger. Why not? Louis C.K. is. Yeah, well, I was just gonna say, like, I mean, King David being a little ginger Jew—that'd be fucking perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, here's my other big analysis. It's like David is like the like the ultimate boss's kid. Like from the perspective yeah. of Saul, like Saul's here, like I'm kicking Philistine ass. I'm taking fucking foreskins. The people like me. Um, yeah. And here comes this little shit that the big that the boss likes more than me. <laughs> yeah, because he basically gets what happens is uh, Samuel goes and gets David and insinuates him into Saul's house and says, right, this, right. this kid's going to live via via killing uh, Goliath. Goliath. Yeah. 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 Which, Which was a pretty in the last pretty badass exploit not for nothing yeah sure uh i mean again i i just have the, taking it at face value which i yes. am i'm gonna i'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt with this it's yeah. it's to show that he surmounted in a massive odd and also by the way he had more bravery than saul because if you recall in the story saul was afraid and wouldn't face goliath and and yeah. sent david uh, because he didn't th believe it. He will. He's Shaul. He's questioning. He's doubting himself. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway. So, yeah. So David's doing that. Uh, he, again, is insinuated into insinuated into the house. He's supposed he's actually handed. He's supposed to get uh, Saul's favorite daughter's handed marriage. Um, but yeah. Saul's like, actually, fuck this kid. Like, <laughs> Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't think so, actually. I don't I, I know Samuel likes him and wants him to be king. So how about fuck him? And he actually yeah. decides that he's going to have him killed. Yeah. Uh, and so David has to hide and live with the Moabites. Right. Uh, but it is worth mentioning that he is somewhat descended of a Moabite uh, because he is of the line of Ruth, who was a Moabite, if you recall. Correct. Also, another thing is that later on he goes and hides with the Moabites. So it's very intriguing to me that uh, that there there's like shifting alliances during this time period. You know, it seems like they're cool with the Moabites, but they're clearly very not cool with the Palestinians slash Philistines. Um, yeah. And then also once I uh, also so Saul and David both separately fight the Ammonites and the Am Amalekites. Yeah. Um, well, there was that, like, so, like this whole, the Moab here is kind of playing the role of America as being where <laughs> David goes They go off, off and, and hide. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and get into mischief and p- bide their yeah. time to take over again. <laughs> Just every time I hear that word, I, I can't. You can't not think of Trump, right? For dropping the Moab. That big propaganda thing. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, how much of this Old Testament stuff ends up in our militaristic propaganda? I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I mean, it's. They really are just doing it right under your nose, aren't they? It's yeah, insane. chill, 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 <laughs> chill, chill. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, anyway, um, what was I going to say? So yeah, David's hiding. And also, by the way, it repeatedly does this very, I believe, pointed metaphor of um, where it says, it repeatedly says something that David did that is awesome. And then the next line is, and Saul sat with his, or Saul had his spear in his hand. Yeah. And it's just like, there's something going on here with this fucking wording. There's definitely some Jewish perversion going on here. Is that he, David's off fucking and, and Saul sitting there with his dick in his hand. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Or am I, mean, I, am I, be, am I, I projecting I can, something that isn't there? Because I'm a lascivious kike. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I really got that. But I mean, there's definitely. It was something three times in a row, though. How, Every time I heard yeah. spe- Saul had his spear in his hand, I'm like, mm. again, I might be projecting. I don't know. Um, yeah. But uh, regardless, we'll move on. But uh, yeah, so. But there's also this thing of how Jonathan, because there's this narrative that that all Saul's sons are, are dickheads, but Jonathan isn't. And so right. that, like it's played up that Jonathan and David but, love each but, other. Buddies, are, are yeah. best, They're best buddies. buds. But really, once that's been established, they don't. There's no more. There's no real. There's not much of a narrative to back that up. Well, there, well, there is one I, thing. There is one thing. Uh, Jonathan lets David know that his father's coming to kill him. So he be, pseudo sure. betrays his father to tell him that. That might yes. be all it is. That's how. That's. I almost said your real name, th- William. That is the extent of Jewish friendship, <laughs> is that he yeah, didn't I mean, I, literally I think, let him get killed. <laughs> I think that is what it is, but it goes. It, what I'm saying is they're making a they're making a big deal of it because that explains because it's the fact that Jonathan gets killed ends Saul's line and makes makes it necessary for. Oh, it doesn't because Saul has a few other sons that later take power. Actually. Or try to take power. Yeah, but we've already been told they're bad guys and they can't be king. Good point. Because God great, doesn't want them to be. Great point. I didn't even think of that angle. Yes. Yeah. So we got that. Jonathan's distinct from that. As right, because he he's a good guy. Yeah. And so he has to yeah. die. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so uh, David is off hiding. And f- a couple times he almost catches. It's kind of like a Looney Tunes car- a bit for a few minutes there where where like Saul almost catches David and David goes like meep meep and like escapes yeah. kind of thing. Like, <laughs> I mean like am I wrong in characterizing it that way? Yeah, Saul's, Saul's gets crushed by his own boulder right, and walks. Yeah. It's flattened paper thin and he's covered in sticking plastic. Yeah. <laughs> um but uh, what's it called? Uh, yeah, so that happens. And then uh, and then at the end of Samuel 1, uh, Saul goes to... Oh, by the way, Samuel's dead. I should mention that. Um, and also yeah. another thing, Saul does, a, does do another naughty thing. He actually goes to a medium and summons the spirit of Samuel, 
which yeah, is against yeah. the Jew the Jew rules. So th- they're really trying to run it, does, yeah. run it home yeah. that he's naughty. Yeah, the, it, I mean, like that's pretty bad, isn't it? I mean, it's not good. It's not especially not in this right in in this specifically. The Deuteronomistic history is supposed to be like a gold washing that uses the framework of the Deuteronomy book, meaning all those rules. as its basis for the rewrite kind of so it's really naughty like because that is like you will not suffer a witch you will not fucking all the shit about about fucking moloch and all that stuff um yeah it's bad basically (laughs) it it makes so yes because so because because they have a reason to make david look badass because david is the descendant of david is their fucking king this is history so, written by the victors then, 101. Yeah, but you, you've also got to look at the, then what happens during the reign of David. Right. Is, okay, now we're getting to that. A, he, he does a load of bad stuff as well. Yeah, Saul, so Saul dies in battle. Uh, he asks one of his servants to kill him because he will not suffer being killed with some by someone with no foreskin. Or with a foreskin, yeah. rather, yeah. Um, and uh, they do, and they, uh, and then, but he ends up having his head cut off by the Philistines right. as a trophy. Yeah, and, and, and so the guy, the guy who killed, who is asked, Saul is the king, and he commands this servant, servant. of his to yeah. kill him. He does so. He takes his crown and his like, you know. Trinkets of office, trinkets and details of office, <laughs> to at great personal risk and expense of labor, finds tracks David down. who's just hiding. Right, he's in. Yeah, he's in Dave, hiding. hiding. Yeah, tracks David down, gives him the th- gives him the, the crown and stuff, and tells him what happened. Yeah, and you're king now. David, da- yeah, David throws a big party. And then after the party, decides I'm going to have to kill this guy because he killed the king. <laughs> yep. It's like, I mean, that's there's no principle behind that at all. No. It's just don't kill a king. You couldn't. You couldn't well, it wasn't is a principle, but no, it's just a very, very uh, Nietzschean yeah. master morality sort of uh, yeah. sort of it's, principle. You, you, even if the king orders you to. So if you, if the king orders you to. And you don't do it. The king's got every right to kill you. Right. But if you do obey his order and you do kill him, well, now you've killed the king, so you to. must be punished sorry, by death. Yeah, you've got you've got absolutely no rights in that. Con- you've got no free will in that context. Basically, you've just whatever. If a king asks you to kill him, you're dead. Right. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But you 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 were kind of right when you said there's no principle to it. But there is a very distinct principle. It's a principle with no sense of agency for anyone but the king. Yes. <laughs> um, but at any rate, uh, yeah, so David is now king. Uh, he moves. God tells him um, to move the uh, to move the fucking. Uh, capital to hebron um and it's actually interesting that uh he moves the capital of hebron and rules over the tribe of judah so david mm-hmm. is the king of judah yeah. the rest of israel is all ruled by absalom who is not absalom some other fucking guy don't remember his name who is yeah. uh is saul's son so saul never wasn't king yeah, literally yeah, was never not king at any point during this. David was just is just the main character of the story. 
So therefore, they're focusing on what he was doing, which is ruling over one tribe that he didn't even belong to, by the way. He was from the tribe of Benjamin, if you recall, because he's Boaz's great grandson. Yes. Um, And the Benjaminites, I might remind you, were more interested in raping a woman to death than having a fucking tribe. And then they had to slaughter all the women and and steal women from other tribes (laughs) to repopulate their fucking tribe. So it's a really fucking fucked up family. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, where were we? So David is now king. I mean, air diversity quotes. is the Benjaminites' greatest strength. Evidently, yes, apparently, <laughs> yeah. yeah. They really diversified up the gene pool with the Moabites, Ammonites, Am- Amalekites, fucking Gibeonites. <laughs> yeah. Uh, forcibly, of course, the only good way you can diversify. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, at any rate, uh, yeah, so while David is air quotes king, um, he uh, rules over the tribe of Judah and he looks so he's he's off still, by the way, engaging in genocide against other tribes the whole time yeah. um, and also clashes. He's with, doing it. He's doing it right. He's doing it as he's told. Right. By God. Right. Because Samuel would have liked this kind. Yeah. As opposed to so, how he felt about Saul doing it. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Saul didn't do it properly. He was too merciful. Saul started to get. Soft. I think Saul started to get kind of liberal. Yeah, he got he got he got well, he got some kind of principles, didn't he? Or some kind of he lost the vision of he, the total world domination of one ethnic group. Compassion is what he got. He got yeah. some kind of compassion <laughs> and rationality into his yeah yeah go into figure his rule. But yeah. uh, yeah, so um, David is ruling, and uh, he is chilling at his palace. Oh, yeah, God tells him to make his own. This is so funny, too. God commanded him to build himself a palace. And he literally goes, God, come on, I can't do that. You don't even have a temple. And then God goes, no, it's more important that you have the palace. Yes. That's legitimately the the fucking series of events, how it goes. (laughs) So who's the prophet that... um Oh, I can't remember. Nathan. The prophet that David's got, Nathan. That's Nathan right. has a, is the next. Nathan and Gad are the next two prophets in this series. And they're also the ones who wrote, eh, whatever, let's not get into that stuff. But um, anyway, so. Uh, well, as it's pronounced in England, Nathan. There you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, David is chilling at his palace that God just, you know, he didn't want to, but God insisted that he build. Um, (laughs) and he looks down into his, into his lands and he sees, uh, a fucking, uh, a big titted Jewish woman, uh, that he fancies. His palace is, his palace is already full of whores. Essentially. Yeah. I mean, when he leaves it concubines. Yeah. He's got concubines. Later on, he he takes everybody with him. He just leaves 10 of his concubines. Just 10. Only merely 10. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and so he's looking down and he sees this chick. He's like, I'd like to fuck her. Um, and he sends, yeah. he doesn't even go and talk to her. He makes someone drag her ass up there and forcibly, yeah. I assume, copulates with her to the point that she is pregnant. Um, and uh, this is the he best. This is the absolute right? best. So that's, if not bad enough, she has a husband, right? Yeah. Um, and the best part is he tries to like 
cuck him in the biblical sense. Like he yeah, tries to is, he tries to convince the guy to fuck his wife. He comes and goes like, "Here, you know what? You've been such a great soldier." And he was a great soldier, by the way. He's one of the most loyal of of David's troops, yeah. by the way. And he goes, yeah. "You've been such a great soldier. Here, have a special meal on me. Go and be with your wife." Go and be with her right now. You have a big meal. Enjoy yourself. Take the day off. And yeah. he goes, grow okay. Grow a beard, Max. <laughs> um, <laughs> Take a couple weeks. <laughs> um, he fucking, uh, yeah, so he, and get this, though. So the guy is such a loyal, loyal guy yeah. to this guy who is just a piece of He just, like, shit. kills up on the kills up on the doorstep outside the palace yeah, he has home. the meal and he goes yeah you know what he's my king I gotta protect this guy and he fucking yeah. sleeps at the fucking entrance of the palace instead and, and, and David asks him why the next day and he says well look you know all these other guys are out there fighting to defend the to defend you and uh, really by the I way can't... to extend the ethno state is what they're really yeah. doing yeah <laughs> but, but uh, and uh Again, this is another guy who shows some kind of morality. Right, yeah, or principle, yeah. Because he says, well, look, I can't, I don't feel right going home, rattling my wife and lying in a comfy bed. Well, all my, all my boys are out there. Right, right, right. Sleeping on the ground and getting spears chucked at them by you know what. <laughs> Spear chuckers. <laughs> And uh, fucking, uh, yeah, he uh, he doesn't. So then David, by the way, he's like sick of trying to get him to fuck his wife. So he's just like, all right, fucking kill him. So he sends, yeah. he purposely <laughs> sends him out to a place that he knows he'll be killed. Like basically he sends him on a suicide mission. He sends him to yeah. go, orders him to go right up. He actually recalls, if you remember the story of Abimelech. And he, tell, he tells the guy that go, that go, the guys that go with him to make sure he gets killed. Yeah, they frag him. <laughs> yeah, they frag him, dude. <laughs> and it's just like, oh man. And then, uh, does he even feel bad? I think he must have felt bad, right? He does marry the chick, and then the and then yeah, you know, the baby probably never was a baby. Like, but at any rate, the baby doesn't fucking live because supposedly because it's a punishment from God, I suppose. Yeah, uh, and, and he he's like, okay, now you're sick. my wife now. Yeah, you're my wife now. That I murdered your husband. You're my <laughs> wife now, Dave. Right. So um, then, so his oldest son, Amron, I believe is his name. Yes, Amron. He dude. Yeah. This is one of my favorite parts too. He's like, and he's Ron. like, <laughs> a a Ron. <laughs> um, he uh, he uh, he's like, oh, my dad rapes. I can rape. Yeah, basically yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's like i learned it from you okay <laughs> <laughs> no but anyway so he's like but he's like i really he want to half sister no full sister it... full sister I they make sure to say it's a full sister yeah and they actually go so far as to be like it would have been okay if it was your half sister yeah <laughs> but yes yeah, so well, he, he tricks her he tricks her and he's like oh my stomach hurts so much could you please like cuddle with me in bed please <laughs> cook for me cook for me and she's like okay honey boo i'll lay in bed with you and he's like nah, it fucking rapes her and um <laughs> their other brother their other brother's like that's my sister. If anyone's going to fuck her, it's going to be me, basically, <laughs> uh, and murders his other brother. 
murders the brother. Yeah, murders the fucking the raper, the raper, one, yeah. the raper brother, the raper brothers. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, that is there's a really revealing uh, part in that where she because he he basically he forces himself on her. Correct. And and then, I mean, who hasn't been there? Right, Chill. not only the forcing on the thing, but the what Chill. comes afterwards is that it, the beer goggles, are, uh, the beer goggles fall off after he's nutted, and he and he looks and he goes, oh, "Get this bitch out of here! I, I can't, I don't want to see her around anymore. Get out!" <laughs> and and then she's like, "Well, this is even what you're doing now is even worse than raping me because right. like you've you've defo- you've deflowered me, and now you're not going to marry me." Right, right, uh, and. Uh, and so she she goes off and makes a a show of rending her garments so everybody knows what's happened. Right. And she's in, in disgrace because of this. But this whole thing, uh, uh, what she says to him is, that what that you throwing me out is worse than you raping me because if you'd have asked the king, he would have let you marry me. Yes. So it's like, there really are no rules here. This is yeah. there's no. I mean, it, that really sort of. I mean, to be fair, like, isn't this kind of how all royal families act? Probably. That's all I'm saying. In in their yeah. defense, this is sort of uh, well, standard operating procedures. Yeah. yeah well, um, this is where that, that whole like romantic groiper thing. Ro- yeah, hit, this is where the rubber meets it. the road is sibling fucking and rape murder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they have this romantic idea that if you have a royal family, because they've got a theory about how they've got more of a personal interest in it. Just look at history. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> They're yeah. terrible. I mean, maybe it'd be different this time. <laughs> Just yeah, playing sure, devil's yeah. advocate. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, monarchy's never been tried properly. Yes, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There's that scene in Arrested Development. I don't know if you've ever seen it. David Cross plays a, uh, a closeted gay guy who's a former psychologist, and his wife uh is like one of the people in the family doesn't matter and she goes like we should try an open marriage and he goes as a psychologist i always said uh that open marriage never works but maybe it will for us (laughs) 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 yeah right it's a great bit it's a great david cross is a great comedic actor too too bad he's such a faggot libtard um But uh, anyway, uh, so uh, what's it called? So so this, by the way, triggers a whole series of events. So Absalom is the brother who fucking gets pissed that his sister's been just raped and he slays his brother. And meanwhile, he's just like, fuck it. I'm taking over the kingdom. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And uh, he. um, But doesn't he just take over Israel? He does, actually. He actually goes and links up with the Saul team. Essentially, yeah. uh, and uh, the rest of uh, and, and so yeah, only the the kingdom of Judah is is fucking is is David's yet again. So it yeah. doesn't seem like David is very popular. Is all I'm saying. Like as far as I know, maybe that's not an indic- in- indicative of what's important in a ruler is popularity. But, but there's a pattern is, here. Yeah, sure. I mean, like any ca- any system of government, be it ever so autocratic, 
requires some level of consent from the right, government. Right, faith in the institution, correct. I, I believe uh, our president, uh, Kanye West, put it thusly, <laughs> slavery is a choice. <laughs> it's the same idea. Sure, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, he is our president, the official pr- yeah. current president president of the of the History Homos podcast, of course, no doubt, <laughs> without no doubt. any doubt. Um, but uh, yeah, where were we? Uh, so yeah, David, uh, he's in hiding again. So now his son is it- in charge of Israel, and he guess where he is? He's hiding in a cave in fucking Moab yeah. again. Yeah, <laughs> he's Osamaing out. <laughs> He's probably got some sweet concubines up, there, up in that. Oh, yeah, he did leave all but 10. Or yeah. he took all but 10, <laughs> I should say. Just 10. He's probably got some low. He's probably got one in every cave. Right, yeah, yeah. In every, he's waiting for him to come back. Yeah, he's got a hoe in every Semitic uh, conclave. Yeah. <laughs> but again, this is like... They are... This sort of sub-narrative of this... keep Of him always dealing with what are styled as rebellions. I don't think the first time it's really, I think he's the rebel, really. Oh, absolutely. You'd have to really convince me otherwise. Yeah, but in the in the book, it's not. It's not. Yeah, really it acts as if way. it's obvious. I mean, God himself said, I choose David. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> and here's the other problem. Here's the other problem. I said this fucking was saying this to my uh, friend who's Catholic. And I'm saying like and I'm saying this stuff to him about how like and explaining and, and using scr- like lines and verses uh, as to why. Like, I mean, like, look, Saul wasn't that bad. And look how shitty David was and his stuff. And I'm like, I feel like and forgive me about this. And I have no nothing but respect for your religion or whatever. But I feel like imagine if you were me even and you're you never heard of Jesus before and you're just reading this as a story. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And th- yeah. like, don't you feel like maybe you like with the absent, the information that that's Jesus's grandpa, that would make you feel a little different about these characters? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. Like, you know, that does definitely paint my fucking perspective on David, the guy, you yeah. know, is knowing that, you know, that's part of our canon. But really, it's, it's more about the narrative where, you know, this whole thing of the Absalom going off and ruling Israel. He sounds like pretty base and red pill. He murders rapists. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you could, like a, a, a more conventional take on these characters would be that he was the hero in, in yeah. our morality. In our morality, yeah. yes, yeah. yes, in yeah. our morality, Saul and Absalom would be the good guys. And, and because, like, King is a hereditary office, and God did promise to Saul that his house would stand forever. So they've got, they've got that right, that claim. And so his, his sons are entitled to rule under the rules. So it's basically, it's not just thou shalt not kill a king. Although they do, you know, it, uh, the when Absalom eventually gets killed, David mourns him. Right. Yeah, that that shows. I think that's like the like the Deuteronomist but, being like, "Oh, we got to make him somewhat likable." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's um 
the rules that don't kill a king is also somewhat arbitrarily arbitrarily applied. Is what I'm saying. Yes, because it's only it, you've got basically you've got to do. It's like the it's like the supreme the rules the supreme court operates to and every court operates to is you've just got to do whatever it takes to make the law fit the outcome that you want. Bingo. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah, especially when you've already picked a winner. I mean, again, keep bear yeah. in mind that this is the victory, the happened. victor's history. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So yeah. we know that David went on to have hit the same bitch he raped and stole her husband or killed her husband. Yeah. His next son, or yeah, his next son is Solomon, who will be the next king of his of all Israel. Yeah. Um. So, so okay, right. I almost buried the lead here. What? So this this daughter of Saul, who uh, daughter of Saul, yeah, the da- David marries Saul's. Is it? Oh, no, it's just some chick. Oh yeah, it's this. Okay, so this bird, Bathsheba, yeah. No, Michael. Oh oh yeah, he that's one of his one of his wives. Yeah, he's got six wives, bro. No yeah. seven. The My- Michael is Saul's daughter, isn't she? She is, yeah. She is, yeah. He's married. So next time you do Saul's voice, okay? Yeah. He's married to a woman called Michael, and they didn't have any children. It's Mm. Obama. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Absalom? Oh, Absalom. (laughs) My son, you have died. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so anyway, uh, Absalom fucking d- dies in battle against the Philistines, actually. Because, by the way, also, so Absalom's acting as if he's just the king of Israel, by the way. And he's off mm-hmm. doing king of Israel shit like fighting the Philistines, right? Yeah. Um, and he loses in battle. And then David, this is the thing, this is the thing that really gets me, is like, they, so th- the book itself actually goes like, Instead of being excited that now he was the unquestioning king of Israel, he was actually mm-hmm. sad that his son yeah. was dead. And it's like, you so me, think, was let me think the Jew doth protest too much by being like, by being like, hey, look how great I am for not even caring that I'm now the undisputed king of, of Israel. But, oh. And I actually care that my son died. Yeah, and this is. The death of Absalom, right? Because later on they refer, they say, "Oh, he got he was killed in battle." But right at the time, well, the actual narrative was that he was riding along on his ass, and Abner uh, he got it's one of Saul's got, dudes kills him, right? Yeah, because he got entangled in a tree, and he's like all tangled up in this tree. The ass has gone out from underneath him, and he's like stranded there like a turtle on his back, <laughs> but his his little legs are dangling like that in the in the tree, and. Uh, a load of uh, David's guys come across him and they just chop him up to little bits and take his head back to David's house. Oh, yeah, that's right. So he wasn't killed in battle. He just he got tangled up in a tree. And while well, he, he was in a battle with, with the fucking with somebody. I can't remember. Yeah, he had been. Yeah, Abner, but that wasn't what... maybe who was like one of Saul's kids or something. Son of Ner. Abner, son of Nur. Every time I heard that, I was like, "Really? <laughs> this dude's name is Nur." What's his bro? What's his brother's name? Ig. <laughs> 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 
I'm surprised myself with that one. I like that. <laughs> I like hurt my fucking ribs. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, dear listener, that we don't we don't appear to be treating this with respect, but we are doing our best to. Uh, <laughs> we're taking it deadly seriously. Yes, this is as serious as we get. <laughs> I, I swear to God, I didn't have that planned. It just came out of me right now. <laughs> Uh, home run, Kumia. <laughs> all right, all right, let's move on. There's a little bit more to talk about. Yeah. That was good, though. <laughs> all right, enough. Um, yeah, so David is now king, undisputed of um, undisputed of all of Israel. His power yeah. is consolidated, and it sets the stage for the next period. Finally, everything's as it should be. The right, right. man is king. right. It's like, uh, yeah, and it's and also it's just like, I, like I don't know. I vaguely brought up a little bit of this in, in in on the show prior in episodes, the Bible episodes. But there's a going, there's a going theory that's semi new that like Jesus, while a historical person, his details are fabricated. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Is like they used it. They purposely changed details about his his background or whatever to make it fit better into the canon of the fucking of the you know the overall thing. And yeah. um, part of the theory is like, oh, they just made him this line of David because the line of David is really important in the Old Testament. Right. That sure. makes really good sense to me. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so and also, who the fuck knows? Yeah, it's not like that. They had like strict genealogies kept, you know. Yeah, yeah. We're kind of I mean, going on their word that he's the line of David. Yeah. I mean, you know, ever since the beginning of the internet, right? When I first became aware of it, right? Because the like, yeah, you know, things like Ancestry dot com are massive in America, aren't they? Uh, I I don't I'm know not, anybody sure who's into it, I'm but sure, I'm sure some people are going for it here. But it's really this sort of the interest in genealogy is definitely a more American thing than it is an English thing. Okay, I'll take I'm your word for it. I don't know, and I, I think it's just uh, America's uh, more. Oh, because it's like a more of a mixture. Well, they're not just that's a good point. But I was also going to say it's like there were like a mixture of different cultures here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's but, part of it like, as well. Obviously, like the aristocracy are into, but. It, are into genealogy, but they don't have to look it up on the internet. Right. Yeah, that's true. They can just <laughs> look. It's planned. Yeah. And also theirs is like literally written in a fucking book, less bound yeah. in leather and human leather from yeah. fucking 10,000 years ago. It's made out of lampshades. Yeah. It's, it's made out of <laughs> dragon skin or something. Yeah. So that, like that. I, I think that. Made out of Nephilim skin. <laughs> it comes back to this. English people not reading the Old Testament things like we religion and genealogy aren't for us plebs in England. Mm. The the well the only religion we need is queen and country. Do as you're told. Sure. Give us your children for cannon fodder. Shut up. Took you for a lot. Also, English liberalism. 
is yeah. kind of baked into it too. Yeah. Oh, it's baked. You know, the sort of English liberalism is on its last legs, isn't it? Really, it's yeah. kind of new neoliberalism now. For sure, but I was just gonna say, like, the religion in general has like kind of a flavor of of liberalism kind of thing. Yeah, but I mean, English liberalism really took root in America, didn't it? More than it. Yes. Do you know what I mean? There's more of us, too. I mean, not for nothing. Yeah. Basically, all the people who took it seriously had to leave England. (laughs) Go to America is what it was. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then then some of them came back to do a bit of... uh, well, if they'd have lost, they would have been terrorists, wouldn't they? But they won, so it sure. was... Uh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it got writ large into the, into the you know, the fucking... Uh, yeah. The annals of... Although they of, are, uh, They come out of that... So the, the Puritan thing, very quickly, even though they won, very quickly kind of counter-revolutionary forces took hold and it basically went back to the status quo ante but they were of a course. bit more careful about not provoking another one right yeah yeah the same as South Africa the, the Boer War you look at what the government of South Africa was before and after the Boer War yeah it was the same I mean it still had Paul Kruger in it yeah, the same personnel at least yeah. just a, a different structure that was more yeah, and also just different they didn't make they didn't make the different structure make the way of life any different really no didn't didn't change anything mm-hmm. much. Um, anyway, because it's not about it's not about what actually happens. It's about who's in charge, isn't it? Yeah, at the end of the day, it's about power. It's not about day to day. Although now the power when power is so guaranteed, that's the thing about the difference between then and now is power is so stratified, it's calcified, if you will, yeah. in the, into these interests that are already in, you know in, like what we is. And they can just, for fun, ruin our fucking lives, day-to-days, you know? Yeah. Just because it feels good, man, to them. <laughs> but, I mean, I, 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 as you know, I'm pretty far from being white-pilled. But I can see that there's the argument that that, that calcification is... bad is, for their uh, their grip. Yeah, because, I mean, it's, it's, it's got harder and harder, but it's also got more brittle yeah it could all just bam yeah more all those I, things that are all those things that are holding that structure in place are fake yeah and they're <laughs> put there by force by force yeah yeah authoritarian force yeah for sure yeah so i mean inshallah yeah got global homo falls yeah we all hope that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hot take um but yeah. well, before we get out of here um the end of samuel is something of an appendix uh and there's three little like mini stories at the end after the main arc that we just went through uh yeah we, i was unable to follow these at all i looked into the wikipedia page and explained them as i listened to it i'm like oh okay that makes sense Basically, yeah. part of it is like, oh, they finished killing the Amorites or something. Yeah, and, it's just more Old Testament. Yeah, and Genocide they also stuff, made sure yeah. to mention that they killed um, all of Goliath's descendants. Yeah, they, they mentioned that. The giants. Yeah, and they also killed the guy with six fingers and six toes, which yeah. is probably one of the most historical parts of the story because you know that guy probably did exist. 
They didn't get them all, though. I mean, you've only got to look. There's a, you probably don't know who he is, but Im, I think I've shown a photograph of him on the show way back. Uh, Imran Tahir, like seven foot tall Pakistani He's got six. Bowler. He's got six fingers or something. Probably. I mean, he's got enough room for six <laughs> fingers and six toes. I'm just saying he's a giant. He's a, yeah, yeah. He's a oh, giant gotcha, A-Rab. gotcha, gotcha, yeah. Oh, I mean, to be fair, we looked, We last episode, we figured out exactly how tall Goliath was. It's 7'10". Like, there's a bunch of NBA players that are that tall. Yeah. Just saying. Um, yeah, but they're not A-Rabs. Yeah, that's true. Well, they're... It's like hard to call them Arabs because they weren't Arabs. Arabs are another distinct group that hadn't gotten there yet. Right. So, yeah. but at the same time, I get what you're saying. Yeah. They're more like olive skinned, big nose people, like the Jews. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's what Imran Tahir is. Okay. Well, yeah. They, yeah, whatever. Um, so the others, one of the other stories is about how, oh, yeah, it's a psalm. It's a song that, uh, that, that uh, David composes. No, you're also going to see in in the next, we're going to go through Psalms in a couple episodes. Psalms is like a collection of like hymns almost. And a a few notable ones are penned supposedly by, by David in this story's time period. Do you think he was like, um, Marlon Brando in Apocalypse Now. So what, getting his... fucked missionary style by Richard Pryor? <laughs> no, I mean, in Apocalypse Now, where he's in his, in his hut, just like writing and going crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one of, the sto- one of the songs... All the things he's seen. <laughs> well, the, you want to know something that's very funny, actually, that, that goes perfectly with that, is that, remember the part, we didn't mention it during this analysis, but there's a part where David is hiding, um, he's hiding from Saul... Um, and another king finds him and he's going to kill him and he pretends to be nuts. Do you remember that part? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And he lets spit go in his beard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a part where he literally does the, you can't hit me, I'm crazy. (laughs) Basically, like not even joking, that's like legitimately a thing that happens. And uh, one of the Psalms that he writes is about that event. Cool. About how much God like kept him, ha- you know, safe or whatever. It so this matter. is maybe Jimmy Savile didn't invent hip hop. Oh, it was David. He, well, another yeah. notable pedophile, <laughs> 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 rapist. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and then so the last story is about how um, and get this. This is interesting. So. I didn't get this in the Bible reading, even the King James Version. And the King James Version I've found has been fairly esoteric throughout. Mm -hmm. Um, But according to the Christian analyses I watched, um, the last story of Samuel is about how David took a census. And God got mad at him. And it's not really explained why. And I looked into this, and the Christian analysis... Can, can I can I guess? Because I think you can I, guess. Go ahead, I think I do understand that. I think God was because he, he was, was like, "There's was no when... way that you could burn that many bodies a day. <laughs> don't take a <laughs> census. Was... I don't want any of my fucking things blown up." It was when <laughs> it was when Absalom was in charge of Israel, wasn't it? They did that. This is why I found it hard to follow because it like, I, God goes. I didn't starts telling details from stories. Here, let me look. Narrative. Let me look. I have it open on on Wikipedia. Well, so go ahead, explain what your point is. He. He's trying to be like Saul and be like a military guy and figure out what the relative strengths are of the opposing forces. 
Yeah. And God doesn't want him to do that. God wants him just to trust that he's going to win because God says he's going to win. Okay. Um, that's a, uh, that's a decent take. Um, it doesn't say anything about this being during that time period, actually. Yeah. But um, according to these Christian, of several different Christian versions. Yeah, it does, because it, they count the, 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 the numbers of Judah and the numbers of Israel. So it's when Israel and Judah are squaring off against each other. Uh, that may have been written like that because at the time of the composition, they were two different. Uh, the writing of yeah. the story, it was two different kingdoms, too, as well. Just playing devil's advocate here. Uh, well, it's yeah. funny I say devil's advocate because the Christian analysis is that Satan instructed David to do it. Right. But again, there's no principled reason not to do it. No, I agree. So it, it doesn't make sense to us, does it? That's why it's so hard to understand. Yeah, it's definitely because something esoteric is going on. Something that we're not getting because of the uh, context is lost through the ages. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, anyway, my explanation was that was what came to my mind. So I, listen, I like it's, it. It's I like it. Seems seems logical, but I mean, the fact that it's logical and based on some kind of principle probably means it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it tends to be that way. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, and that wraps up Samuel. I mean, like, it's a pretty interesting, and again, like, we mentioned the symmetry of the, you know, the story arcs of the two characters. I said what I thought about, I really do think this whole thing is a major gold washing to focus on the line of David for the historical purposes of the Deuteronomists. It's, like, it's definitely, like, as we discussed last week uh, in regard to the, uh, Murray Rothbard uh, right. lecture that we talked about last week. The clergy apologizing for the crown. Right. It's uh, like a retro, it literally is a retroactive justification of why this guy is the king now. Right. Yeah. Whoever it was at the time. It's Goldwash. Yeah. Oh, they're doing what they do best. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's exactly this. And this is why I thought it. it relevant to read that letter from a church of england vicar hey listen i that, when you as soon exactly as you said thing. yeah as soon as you had said well i didn't was wondering where the punchline of the whole thing was and then you read yeah. what it was and i'm like i get it immediately yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 okay so you know what i hope you had enough i uh, hope you dear listener enjoyed that one i think we did a really good job of summarizing all of samuel not just the second half like we said what we needed to yeah. Um, so I hope you enjoyed it. Let us know. T.me slash history almost check. Come tell us what if what we did wrong. Because actually, I also want to say this is this is a little plug, I guess, for the Telegram group. But um, whenever we get something wrong in this, people will come and correct us. And we are happy. We're so happy to get yeah. corrected on this because uh, I definitely got something. I remember specifically, I don't remember. Sorry to whoever said this, but you proved not proved to me but you let me know that rob r crumb isn't jewish all right <laughs> <laughs> i can't remember who it was but shouts out to that guy who said that um but uh yeah so t dummy slash history almost chat uh and come talk to us also most importantly uh check out if you're watching this video and you want to hear the audio podcast www.historyhomos.com or you can get us wherever podcasts are found uh we're on video on odyssey and bit shoot and also most importantly at rockfin that's www.odyssey 
Rockfin, that's R-O-K-F-I-N.com slash History Homos. And you get this episode, you get every other Bible episode in fucking... We should make like a playlist or something. That'd be cool. Um, yeah. I don't know if you can do that. But uh, and but regardless, it's all of our free episodes. And then also, in addition to that, uh, if you wish to pay a small fee monthly, you get access to our four times a month bonus content. Uh, it's episodes... Well, it's once a week. Sometimes you get five. Four, yeah, so that's true. You're right. Uh, but it's at least four a month, so you're getting that if with your subscription yeah, at least. Plus, you get everybody else on Rockfin's of bonus content as well, all their premium content. But we're the best. Which includes, thing, we're, obviously we're the, the best, best thing, thing, but there's some, some great guys on there. That's true. Many good ones. Um, but uh, yeah, and so. Gals. And gals, of course. Mm. And. Oh, but uh, yeah, so please, if you if you like the show and you like what we're doing, go. Uh, that's the best way to support us. And uh, honestly, and tell other people about the show. Please uh, rate, rev- review, and subscribe on iTunes too. Before we get kicked yeah. off, it'd be nice to have a good yeah. review on there before we get kicked off. <laughs> yeah, leave us a leave us a five star review, a five star rating, a positive review because you never know; it might be our epitaph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Also, uh, follow us across social media at History Homeless Pod. You can follow me on Instagram at Scott Lizard Abrams. And lastly, uh, if you would like some merch, uh, you can email me at historyhomos at gmail.com. I'm showing it right now. It's got Uncle Ted in the back. Email me at historyhomos at gmail.com with your size and address. $10 for shirt. $20 for shirt. $10 for shipping. Anywhere in the continental U.S. Um, and, uh, yeah, tie with dignity. But for... Uh- comedy car repair videos oh, i'm check sorry out i didn't t- plug it myself yeah check out t.me slash uh cheap car state of mind that's me basically uh, smashing myself on the thumb with a hammer every week that's quite funny it's a great show also if you're into like the structure of the 1960s batman with the cliffhangers it's yeah. it's <laughs> definitely of the same ilk <laughs> you gotta add that. You gotta you gotta tell yeah. tell our friend to to add that. Yeah. <laughs> same same fag time, same fag channel. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyway, uh, die with dignity. William, what do you want to say to the people? Uh, praise Allah. Later, homos. My spell, my feeling, and so you call.